everyone and welcome to Man Up, the UK men's mental health podcast. My name is Andy Richardson and sitting a long, long, long way off is the amazing Tommy Danqua. Bonjour. How are you? <laughs> I'm very good, thanks, mate. Do you know what? You know what? Do you know what? I normally call you something. I, you know, I normally have an amazing word, and I did have one lined up, and it just completely, completely went out of my mind. I was going to say, you know what? You know, we're into our second season now, and out of all of the ones that you've given to me, that was probably the only one I felt slightly disappointed with. <laughs> oh no! Should we? Should we do a rewind? Rewind. Come again. <laughs> My name is Andy. <laughs> My name is Andy Richardson, and sitting a long way off is the. <laughs> I can't think of anything. <laughs> I can't think of anything. Do you know what? Oh man! Do you know what, mate? So, uh, what are we in now? Season two. We're over twenty plus in. You know, we have a bad day occasionally. I'll give you it. So, yeah, we've had a lot of we're, we're a lot of episodes in. No, but you, do you know what? That may be that may have been a bad intro, but I reckon this podcast, this particular one, is going to be one of the best. I've got a feeling. Be fire! It's going to be fire because I, I'm excited about. It. We've got well, you know, without giving too much away, we've got an incredible guest, and obviously we have fresh. We're fresh because we've had a layoff, so we're fresh. We're season two. Uh, number three. So we, we're we on fire right now. So yes, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. And we know that it's going to be amazing because we've been speaking to him for the last um, 40 minutes trying to get his mic working properly. No, the poor, <laughs> poor fella. Poor... <laughs> Sorry, no. What a legend. Though. No, I can't. Legend. Yeah, he's got a lot of patience. He's got a lot of patience. And um, no, no, um, no, we, we, we do have a guest this week. But first of all, um, how have you been? I I've been um I've been really well actually really well. I've just come back from the gym. I've had a nice workout. So that's you know one of my regular workouts that I'm doing now. So I'm feeling very good about that. Um, nice. I'm. I feel prepped. I feel ready. I feel good. I'm feeling very happy with how everything's turning out at the moment. Uh, we just had a really nice Zoom call yesterday. Not Zoom. I've got to stop saying that, haven't I? We had a really nice yep, yep. in yesterday. Um, so I, I feel I feel extremely good after that as well. I felt really buoyed, you know. Really need a great set of events on the call. And yeah, it's it's all good out here, I'm afraid. I'm I'm afraid to say it's all good. How are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That that I mean, so every week, listeners, in case you didn't know, we do bang on about it quite a lot mm-hmm. um we do a every wednesday at 8 p.m 8 uk time um we do our mental health check-in where anyone can just click the link and just chat and you never know who's going to be i mean we there are regulars on there and we've got a lovely bunch of regulars but you never know who's going on, on there and um this week we had um yeah we had sort of uh one a completely new person on there which was fantastic yeah. um and it was a really, really good talk. You know, sometimes it's, you know, we end up talking about the weather and, you know, we always we always have a great discussion, you know, and yeah. it's always about men, mental health. But last night's was was really good. Um, you know, it got to like an hour and 10 minutes into it and we're like, bloody hell, is that the time already? You know, yeah. so, you know, you can tell that was good. And I, and I think a lot of people got um, a lot of benefit out of that call. So, you know, if you can... 
jump in just to listen even um, if you don't want to contribute then it's definitely well worth it yeah absolutely and do you know what else i'll, I'll say um i laughed a lot last night i really did laugh a lot because although we speak quite deep and meaningful it was there was so much like you know funny stuff flying around as well it's yeah yeah yeah, yeah it was a really enjoyable really enjoyable session really nice Definitely. Well, you know, because uh, it's it's part of our sort of US USP, isn't it? Uh, USP or US? Yeah, USP. <laughs> yeah. Um, unique selling point. Um, that that you know, we we do try and break the sort of seriousness surrounding mental health uh, because uh, although it, we do take it very very seriously, uh, by by you know trying to have a laugh when we can about things, uh, it does sort of break the stigma a little bit, you know. So. Yeah, 100%. 100%. That's what, that's what we do. Now, um, I did notice, uh, do you remember, do you remember a while back I used to do the old, uh, the, the, the little section, mental health in the news? <laughs> How could I forget? Are you bringing it back for season two? I'm going to bring back mental health in the news. <laughs> Jingle. <laughs> the worst, the worst theme tune ever. Um, Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yesterday there was a major, a um, uh, bit of uh, publishing of a bit of research by uh, the University of Glasgow mm-hmm. that says uh, says that COVID, uh, the lockdown, has had a major impact on mental health. I mean, they are basically telling us what we sort of all know already. I was going to um, say, they needed a study for that, did they? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Honestly. Go on, Scott. Well done, you. Well done. <laughs> Yeah, but <laughs> fucking hell. Sorry. No, but but doing a study makes it official. Do you know what I mean? You know, like yep. so, so so governments take take these things seriously. Well, if it was a decent government, they'll take it seriously. But that's another matter, and we let's not go into that politics. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, what it's saying is um, suicidal thoughts increased uh, from eight to ten percent. I don't know how they they got that. Um, <laughs> It's a uh, highest amongst young adults, uh, people seen between eighteen and twenty-nine years, uh, ri- rising from twelve point five to fourteen percent. I mean, that, to be honest, is no surprise to me because mm. uh, they're the group of people that have been affected the most, aren't they? Really? Um, I mean, in terms of job losses mm-hmm. and house- housing losses and having their futures being taken away from them, you know, so. so Hundred yeah. I mean, look, you know, you, you you know it from just the calls that we've been doing and the things that we've seen during lockdown when we were doing the lockdown sessions. It's a massive struggle, financial burden on top of uncertainty, on top of you know, actual. There's a real illness and people yeah. losing people, not just like livelihoods, but losing actual you know family members, relatives, friends. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Oh, yeah, big so. I mean, I'm glad they did a study on this. To, um... <laughs> Do you know what? Uh, and our advice would always be um, to to check in with others. You know, if you're feeling crap, check in with with someone. I mean, if you don't have any friends or family, um, you know, phone up one of the lines. Um, just talk about it. You know, that is the first step. Recognize it and talk about it. That is one of the, you know, the best things and one of the biggest things you can do. 100%, 100%, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So anyway, um, so regular listeners will know that one of the things, uh, one of the sort of um, symptoms of my anxiety um, is uh, is IBS. I I often um, uh, I'm sort of fascinated by the the effect that uh, mental health problems have on uh, the physicality on the body. Um, I've been looking into it, been reading up to it, particularly the that the link between the gut and the mind and and the mind. They call the gut the second brain, um, and research into that is uh, still at its early stages, but absolutely fascinating. Um, so um, I really wanted to uh get someone on um on the podcast who uh was a was a sort of um ibs gut um and mental health guru uh and luckily enough our old mate dave furness um who's amazing uh check out his uh youtube and instagram stuff because he is amazing um he interviewed um our next guest uh, a few weeks ago and so i messaged dave and i said look do you mind if uh firstly do you mind if we nick him for our podcast because uh i really enjoyed the discussion so we so and dave was of course he was like yeah of course but i went even further than that and i actually booked myself in um a session with him um and so I'm halfway through. I mean, I booked a couple of sessions in uh, with him. So I'm sort of halfway through. Uh, and I had a fascinating um, session with him that went on for about two hours in the end. You know, we ended up talking about everything, uh, mostly gut related anyway. Um, so, yeah, Jason, um, he uh, calls himself a wellness wizard. Uh, he's, uh, he uses natural methods to treat and eliminate IBS. Uh, he's also a life coach and a mental health advocate. Um, so without further ado, Jason, how are you? Hey, how are we, guys? Can you hear me okay? Loud and clear. Hello, mate. Oh, my God. Thank God for that, eh? <laughs> oh, you know what? I tell you what, guys. What I, make, what, I lack in, uh, what I lack in microphone knowledge, I make up for in decent chat. So let's, uh, let's do this. <laughs> Man, I can vouch for that. This man goes on. He really does. He really... <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, so, yeah. so, so. Anyway, um, a lot of people won't have listened to Dave's podcast. Um, so I'm sorry if this is um, this is repeat uh, stuff. But it, it's really you've got like a really sort of fascinating um, background because uh you know the reason you're an ibs uh coach and and you know you specialize in that is because you've really suffered from it yourself can you tell us a little bit about how you've got to the point you are today yeah definitely mate um so basically hello everybody my name's jason and thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us today um basically my story or my i'll, I'll give you a, just a brief really um i've been suffering with ibs uh, my entire life as far back as I can remember, this is something that's just dogged me for, you know, for years and years and years. And it's really put a, um, a tremendous strain on my life and on my well-being. Now, after seeing hundreds and hundreds of different doctors, specialists, um, people, in, people in this field, people who, can, uh, who say that they can do something for you and couldn't, uh, professionals, people with, who have 
certificates that could loop the world, I decided that the best thing I could do for myself is to try and heal myself through taking a little bit of information from each person and combining it into something that worked for me. Um, essentially, the short version of the story is that I healed myself using natural methods. So you had to strip everything back to the core. So we're talking about going back to a regular, decent, wholesome um, food that you cook yourself. Um, I had to strip my job back to something that I just enjoyed doing rather than money chasing. Um, I had to strip all of my friends back and only keep the ones that I really felt were aiding and championing me in my life. And I had to do a lot of focus on my own mental health, which took lots of training, lots of self-reflection, and something that I still continue to do today. Amazing. Amazing. So a completely holistic approach. Essentially, mate. Yeah, essentially. Um, It's something that I feel like a lot of people, when they're looking to heal themselves from IBS, they're looking for, they realize that they've got gut pains. And what they want to do is they want to essentially just just give me the quick fix, you know, just just tell me how I can how I can do this for myself. How am I going to rid this of how am I going to rid my body of this? You know, um, if I could package it and put it into a pill and sell it for it and sell it to you, I would. But that's not the way that it's done. Unfortunately, IBS, I believe anyway, is is once you've been through all the doctors and once you've been through, um, you know, all of your GPs and people telling you that, uh, you know, that essentially you're uh, you're well and that you're fine and that this isn't anything um, that you should be worried about. It's just an ailment or something that uh, you have to essentially live, you know, essentially you have to live with it for the time being. If it's nothing that's, you know, that can be treated, then you have to start treating it yourself. And the way in which to do that is you have to strip everything back and look inside yourself and start asking some real questions. And that's how you get to the core of, of treatment. But what actually is IBS? Uh, because I, I mean, you know, it's obviously it's irritable bowel syndrome. When I um, went to the doctors, I mean, I've been through a similar path to you. I mean, my symptoms were a lot, um, n- not nowhere near as bad as yours, but I had a, a colonoscopy. Um, I had, uh, I saw various nutritionists, um, blah, blah, I was diagnosed with SIBO, which is like another thing, um, uh, given, uh, very strong, um, anti-inflammatory, um, pills. Um, uh, they found microscopic colitis and all they, all they could say, all the doctors could say, and even the specialist doctor, you know, the hospital doctor, all he could say is you've got IBS you know um and how, how horrible is that to hear yeah yeah like, oh, thanks thanks yeah <laughs> as if i didn't know that i know <laughs> and it's like a life sentence in a way isn't it or 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 well it, you know i i i suppose what i'm saying is does it i mean you're here to say it doesn't have to be a life sentence i guess definitely not definitely not i mean it's almost like once you've been through all of these medical professionals and once you've seen everybody that conventional medicine would have you believe would give you the right answer it's almost like they hand you a pamphlet saying so your life's going to be shit from here on in you know and (laughs) it's yeah it's um it's something that you if there's nothing if there's nothing medically wrong with you but you're still suffering with these symptoms then this is something that i feel that people should start they, they need to start finding out what works for them 
they need to start going on that self-healing journey. And that can start with things like, I don't know, it can start with things like, what, how do I see myself? What is it about my life that I'm having trouble with? Um, where do I want to be? And who do I want to be? Those are the questions we need to start asking ourselves in order to get better. And honestly, what, I, I feel like there's, there's, I mean, what, what I'm doing is essentially a, um, it's kind of almost like a step-by-step sort of tick box program just to sort of go through and just to say, okay, this is where I started. This is what really helped. And this is how I eventually got over this and got through it. And if, if you're willing and honest and open enough to start looking inside yourself and to start asking the right questions, as opposed to pushing your troubles to one side and not acknowledging them, then that's how I feel. That, that's almost like, it's like opening the door. It's, it's, it's almost like opening the first door, I should say, into, uh, into what this is all about for you. Because IBS is, is nothing, it's something that doctors can't really put their finger on. And this is why it's so difficult to treat. And it's such a broad, broad, um, it could be such a broad, broad spectrum of things that, that it could be that it's very difficult for doctors to say to, say to you, oh, it's, it's definitely this, so you should try doing this, or, or perhaps it's definitely that, and maybe you should start doing that. Um, IBS is, is something that you have to kind of, um, you have to explore yourself. You have to start doing things like um, uh, watch, looking at your diet and working out what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And then you start looking at your job, friends, life, et cetera, and then ask those same questions. And that will start progressing you onto, onto healing, essentially. Um, I feel that IBS is, is something that your body is doing. Your body is telling you that there's something wrong. And for the majority of us, well, the vast majority of us, especially who live in the Western world, we live in, you know, in this kind of fast-paced society where um, essentially we're, we're not allowed to stop and really think about how we feel and who we are as people. We're told to just keep going, you know, just keep that, keep that money train rolling, you know, just keep go, 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 go. You're just essentially, you're a worker rather than mm. a, um, rather, rather than somebody who is, or who just, just exists and who wants to exist, you know, and, and be feel free to live their own life. Um, I feel that your body is telling you what's wrong. You know, that, that your body is almost forcing you in a way to stop this, um, this detrimental or whatever it is that you're doing, maybe there'll be a detrimental part to your life. And it's something that you, that you need to look at. So you, without our body, without our brains acknowledging it, our body will start forcing this upon us in order for us to get better. Yeah. So, 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 so the gut is, is, is like a, a real uh, immediate um, alarm system um, that your body is basically, uh, it's your body telling you that there's something wrong in your life. 100, and, mate. Absolutely. Right. And and so would you go so far to say that uh, the majority of IBS problems can be sorted by changing, uh, just by changing your mindset and your lifestyle? Yeah, I mean, it, again, it's it's different for every person. It depends on how far along you are in the healing journey. Uh, that's something that I've, I've decided just to call it is the healing journey because essentially that's what your body is forcing you to do. If you're not, if you're not in the in, if you haven't got a, an interest in yourself and in self preservation, then you know th- this course or this uh, 
this this healing journey isn't for you. But I feel that if you are suffering with IBS and um, you're willing to open up to explore who you are and what you're about and what you're, you know, without going sort of too spiritual, what your sort of life's purpose is and what it is that's alien, you know, that's alien you and what it is that you want to actually do in life. Once you're aligned with that, man, you start feeling so much better. It's like, it's like the penny finally drops, you know? Yeah. And, and, and can you tell us a little bit about your, your sort of personal healing journey, you know, like, because you really suffered, didn't you? You mean, we're not, we're not talking about IBS where you get a little bit of bloating. We're talking about chronic IBS. Oh, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's, um, so this has been something that's, like I said in the beginning, it's been dogging my, dogging me my whole life. Um, so it started as far back as I can remember. Um, it's something that, um, has been with me, well, since, since the beginning, essentially, I remember my dad, um, I remember my dad telling me like, wherever I used to go, he almost used to be kind of looking at me like, is this the time, son? You know, are you, uh, should we go to the toilet now? Or because we're not going to be able to later. So he kind of, he, my dad was there almost kind of putting this on me saying, you know, it's going to happen at some point. I'm just trying to prep myself for when this does happen. Because wherever I needed to go as a kid, I needed to go to the toilet. And for me, it was IBS uh, D, which is IBS diarrhea. So that's something that I, um, you know, I just had to go to the toilet all the time as a kid. And the more I felt about well, the more I became conscious about it, the more anxiety about it, um, the more anxiety I had about it. So that was something that, um, that essentially it just made the symptoms so much worse. Um, it, this, I think I started to, I started to look into sort of healing myself when I was about 21. And by then I'd come back from a backpacking trip. I'd spent two years abroad. And, you know, I was traveling, I was backpacking, I was traveling to loads of different countries. And as you can imagine, for somebody who has a sensitive stomach, you're traveling to all of these different countries, you're trying food from absolutely everywhere from the streets, from random people's homes, right the way up into sort of posh restaurants. And everywhere that I went, oh, it was just the same thing again and again and again, I just had to, I, it would just come out of me, you know, it would be in and it would be out of me within 10 minutes. And that is, oh, it's, it's horrible to have to deal with but i went through um i went through oh man i've seen every doctor under the sun i've been to hospital with it i don't know how many times i've i've had um sort of overnight well overnight trips to sort of week long stays in hospital uh with the pain and um and with uh, the symptoms that i had which was bloating diarrhea gas discomfort um chronic pain as well i've had pain where i've actually had to i've been in so much pain i've had to call an ambulance out to kind of basically just to try and take me take me away or to just take me away to the hospital just to go and see somebody urgently because the pain has been so severe that it feels like i can i can only describe it it would it, would, it almost felt like i was trying to digest a tennis ball you know it just felt like a tennis ball was moving through my system and oh man andy i could go on and on and on about the the, the pain that I've been through with, with IBS. And it's really, I had to ask myself, do I want to do this? Do I want to continue living my life in chronic pain? And well, obviously the answer to that was no. So that's when I started the healing journey. And yeah. Wow. Uh, do you know what? Um, obviously this is all quite new to me. So when we knew, when none of you were coming on, I did some research and I was thinking, 
you know, IBS, why are we having IBS? And that's a physical symptom, you know, how does that relate to the mental health side of things? And, um, you know, doing a bit of studying and the way you've just like, uh, painted that picture of how your life was, I, I'm actually wincing here, you know, you can't see me, but <laughs> I, I, you know, wow. I, I, you know, that gut wrenching pain that you were describing. Yeah. yeah oh, Tommy, no, it was, it, it no was daily, mate. It was <clears throat> daily, you know, right. and this is and the fact that I had to keep going back to doctors as well. You know, these are sort of trained medical professionals. I'm not knocking them at all. By the way, I'm you know I'm, I'm in absolute um, admiration and uh, and in absolute awe of what um, you know of what uh, GPs and and uh, you know people in the medical profession do, especially in you know in, in 2020. But um, going to them and telling them that I'm in so much pain every single day that I can no longer do my job. Um, I have to take time off um i have to uh i have to stop uh in the middle of work to go home um i'm in i'm in constant constant pain and it's not i like to think that i've got a fairly high pain threshold but i'm talking like nine out of ten on the pain threshold daily and i'm going to them and i'm saying look I, I really feel like i've got something really medically wrong with me and andy mentioned about you know colonoscopies and uh, endoscopies and um all of the cameras going where you don't want a camera to go basically uh, just to see whether you're uh, to see whether you're okay, and um, you know every time it was like no clean bill of health, you are absolutely fine, and that's the most frustrating thing to hear from them. Like you're fine, you're fine, you're fine, and you're like, well, clearly I'm not. Clearly I'm in a lot of pain. So um, that's when I took it upon myself to uh, to start doing my own research and just to start experimenting on myself really to find out what works. Yeah. It's, it's crazy because um, obviously you mentioned you've suffered with this from since you were younger. And obviously what, what I've read up about it is that it's actually really quite common, you know, like one in five people suffer from IBS, but yet sure. still the, the, there's, um, there's, there's so much, it's quite an unknown thing still, isn't it? Yeah, like, definitely. And it's much more than that, Tommy. It's much more. It's just that people don't want to come forward and, tell, and, and speak on it. Yeah, thing. this is an embarrassing topic, you know, having to tell people that, uh, um, that, you know, you have to stop what you're doing because you need to visit the toilet. You know, that's, that's an embarrassing thing to say, even to even for some of us and even to our closest friends, just yeah. to say that, you know, that we're going to be, oh, I'm sorry, guys, I've got to stop. I've got to go home. I've got to, uh, I can't, you know, um, I, I can't make it to the pub tonight. I can't, I can't go out with you. I can't do any of this sort of stuff. Here's the thing, none of this, none of this, uh, these symptoms used to stop me from living the life that I wanted to lead. I used to force myself through it and just kind of grin and bear the embarrassment of it because I felt that I would feel worse if I didn't do what I wanted to do because of these symptoms rather than, you know, if I wasn't living my best life, if I wasn't doing what I wanted to do, I would feel so much worse than having to have IBS sort of stop me from, from living the life that I wanted to lead. And I feel like the, like we say it's like one in five, but I feel like it's a hell of a lot more than that because I feel that people, you know, in general, especially like now people seem to be coming out about this a bit more, but beforehand, you know, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, no way. Like people just, you wouldn't come forward and say it. I feel like there was like a general sort of embarrassment about it. So I feel like the statistics for this are, are, are massive. It's it's funny, isn't it? Because um, you know we try we're trying to break the stigma of talking about men, mental health. Um, you know, talking about shit <laughs> is something. That, 
that's that's something that we all do you know we all you know even the queen you know has a shit <laughs> you know she might she might have a royal butler or a b-day or whatever but even she does it and um she probably has a you know all that rich food that she eats she probably has like you know the two bob bits every now and again that's it but, one, one um, is not feeling well today <laughs> <laughs> but but you know what um we don't like we don't like talking about it you know it is embarrassing you know um i i don't know I, I personally don't have a i mean i don't go you know to people in i meet at parties or in you know a gig or something and say you know i've got ibs you know i i don't often have a solid shit you know like in the morning it's sort of like i've got the runs you know i don't do that but i'm quite you know I, I will tell people um i'm quite an open person but and so i will tell people about that you know um mate this is why a platform like this is so good because you can speak about it you can laugh about it and you can sort of you know all of this kind of stuff putting good vibes on it definitely aids in healing yeah. you, you know if you're sat well, around thinking about oh maybe I, I shouldn't speak on this maybe i should be quiet about this maybe uh maybe it'll just go away if i bury my head in the sand and close the close my eyes and just make sure i'm constantly near a toilet maybe it'll maybe it'll sort itself out but no man yeah. i feel like we need to talk about this this is something that needs to be sort of made aware and put out there and you know for people like i said before who maybe feel like they don't want to come forward and, and and heal themselves and find out about this and uh yeah. you know and, and basically basically get better from this i feel like this is the sort of thing that they need to listen to they need to listen to other people who have in, you know like yourself andy who've experienced a similar thing or are, or are going through a uh, yeah uh, going through something similar you know we but, need to but, get this stuff out there but on another level i mean you know men are really good at talking about like shitting and 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 farts and stuff yeah, like that you know for sure. they're very good at that but they only on a sort of on one level, you know, when it becomes something that um, is making you affecting your mental health and affecting your life, then it becomes something you don't talk about, you know. And I wonder if, uh, you know, someone who went to the proverbial building site or, wh or whatever, some, you know, the pub. Yeah. Um, and they said, oh, fellas, you know, I've, I've got I've got I've got IBS, you know, um, I wonder how in in general that is, is 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 viewed because you know i know for a fact myself um i i really worry about what i eat yeah um you know i've sort of cut out um you know like yourself and tommy in fact i'm you know i'm a vegan um i i don't have dairy you know i avoid gluten and stuff like that but if i go out to you know like a bar you know and we have a bit of pub grub and there's been times in the past where it's like oh god what you, what can you eat you know people say all that sort of stuff to you and um i still feel like there's a lack of sympathy when it comes to 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 you know uh your diet really and and and, and with men as well it's like that you know you're, you're expected to sort of you know grin and bear it aren't you yeah, yeah definitely mate absolutely absolutely it's um well i can tell you firsthand what it's like working on a building site and having ibs because my, my dad was a painter and decorator and um i used to go with him as a you know as a as a kid uh probably i don't know about 17 18 something like that to the building site to go and work and be having to sort of sat in the portaloo why well you've got a queue of builders outside sort of shaking the portaloo going come on get out oh, <laughs> and i'm in there going please go away for the love of god please leave me alone 
<laughs> so oh, man. first hand man is not good it's really not too good um here's another thing though that you you touched on andy is that you were talking about um how uh you said that you know like myself that you eat vegan food and when you do go out when you do go out to restaurants and you're in and around other people first of all you're thinking about i really hope this food's going to be good for me i've got ibs and i'm also vegan so you've got two things that you're thinking about there that um that kind of put a bit of uh, a bit of heavy vibes on on the night you know you're thinking about what are people going to think of me when i'm eating vegan food and i really hope that they this restaurant that we're going to can serve this and also you're thinking for the love of god i really hope i don't have an ibs attack in front of all these people whether they're your close friends or uh, or family or whether they're uh, work colleagues or people that you're doing like a bit of a, you know, like a, a business outing or a, or a work get together. You know, those are some heavy things to think about while, while you're outside, um, you know, while you're outside doing this. So yeah. already there's an attachment. There's, there's all, all of a sudden there's like a, a negative attachment that you've placed on that trip before it's even started. And that in itself can be enough to trigger the symptoms. Oh, man. Well, yeah. Isn't it? Because of um, you know, you're talking about the gut and the brain, the body, you know, how it all was connected. Um, anxiety is a trigger for IBS. So there you go. If you like you said, you mentioned already, you're already anxious about going out eating this and that. So it's um if this is a question I've got for you, if anxiety okay. triggers IBS or IBS triggers anxiety like you know what came first like the chicken or the egg where you know where, <laughs> where is it? it's, it's like a loop isn't it it's like that sort of never-ending never-ending negativity loop i'm anxious because i think like i'm going to go to the toilet but going to the toilet is making me anxious so oh, it kind of runs round and round and round um for sure man for sure once you've done all the tick box stuff once you've gone okay i know what diet works for me and this is the diet that, that is going to work for me. So for anybody listening to this as well, I'm not, um, I'm not pushing the vegan agenda on people. I'm not pushing people onto, you should be eating plant-based, you should be eating you know, this, that, and the other. That's, that's kind of not what this is about. It was, I went through many, many different diets before I got to, um, it, onto the plant-based diet. You know, I did like dairy-free for a year, wheat-free for a year, wheat and dairy-free for a year. I did um, the candida diet. I did sugar-free. Um, I did the. Uh, I looked at foods with fructose in. Um, I did. Oh God, I, I, I've been there, mate. I've been there. Yeah, been man. There. It, I mean, honestly, we, we could talk about this, Andy. Can we? We could go on and on and on. And the problem yeah. with this was is that sometimes it worked a little bit for me, and but I still had the problems. And then something else would work for me a little bit, but I still have the problems. So essentially, what I had to do was work out what foods worked for me, and generally. The, the, the plant-based diet worked as a whole because it's some, I had to think about um, cooking from scratch, eating wholesome, decent, nutritious food, grains, um, fruits, vegetables, um, all of this good stuff that really sort of helps and powers the body through. That worked for me. And then once I got that done, I noticed that I was still suffering a little bit, but I noticed in myself through um, years and years of doing you know, meditation, self-reflection, uh, diaries, all of this kind of stuff that y you start to become in touch with your body. You start to realize, hang on a minute, this isn't in my body. This isn't in my gut. This is in my head. So I'm not telling people that IBS is purely in their head, but a large amount of it will be. So 
So mm. once you've got your diet down and that's working for you, then you've got to start looking at your mind and you've got to start asking yourself questions. Hang on a minute, how do I actually feel? And the reason that a lot of us don't want to do that is because, especially as men, it exposes weaknesses and vulnerabilities. And that's something yeah. that us guys just don't want to talk about. You know, again, we could that could go back to the building site stuff again that we were talking about before. If you're in a group of sort of lad lads, you know, like a proper bunch of uh, sort of, uh, you know, manly men and you, you go, guys, guys, guess what? I'm always going to the toilet and it's always bad and it's hindering my life. As through lad culture, what we do is we go, oh, get over it. Or we kind of make jokes around it to sort of uh, to mask how we all probably feel about that. Whereas mm. what we should be doing, and I'm not knocking lad culture and stuff either. You know, I mean, I know how I am amongst my friends and I now know, you know, you guys probably are amongst your friends. But it's, I'm not saying we should all sort of stand around and kind of really be sort of sensitive sallies about this. But what we should do is we should be open to the fact, be open to exploring vulnerability and we should be open to exploring, uh, to, to be in touch with ourselves and to sort of ask, start asking questions. What is, you know, what, what am I afraid of? What, what is going on with my body? What, what don't I like? What am I unhappy about? What am I sensitive about? And then once you know those things, once you've acknowledged it, you can start, you can start forming patterns. You can start seeing what are. Ah, this is happening because of this. I understand that now. And mm. this makes the transition into healing so much smoother. Amazing. Uh, can you tell us, um, you've mentioned that you're, you know, you, you, you tinkered with lots of different diets and you found the, the plant-based diet worked for you, done a bit of meditation. Can you, can you just tell us a, bit, a little bit about your journey to wellness and what actually worked for you? I know there's not a one-size-fit fits all approach and it will be different for everyone but what about your specific the things that work for you the best to your you know to get you to where you are today okay so um it, it would it, again like you said there's not really like a one size fits all one this is like i'd love to be able to go guess what guys if everybody did this then this would <laughs> this would be the thing that would work for you for me personally though um so I had to get my diet sorted first, first and foremost. I had to find out what worked. That took a hell of a lot. Of, that took probably eight years in itself of just going through and finding out what's working for me, what's not working for me. And that was through a series of different, uh, you know, tick boxes. This works, this doesn't work. You know, I'm feeling good, I'm not feeling good. Food diaries was essentially what I had to keep. And I've got stacks and stacks and stacks of food diaries um, with what worked and what didn't and what didn't. And so eventually, yeah, eventually the vegan, the plant-based stuff did work. Um, second thing, I had to start, well, I went down the, spirit, the spiritual route because the conventional route didn't work. Um, that would include me sitting around and learning how to meditate. Now, when I first started doing that, I was under the impression that I was going to be sat in a, I was going to be sat in a scented room with a joss stick burning in a corner and me sat, in, sat cross-legged a, on a on a mat going, oh, <laughs> it turns out meditation isn't that at all. Don't knock that. That's the, there, there is there is some uh, benefit just doing doing a few ohms, you know. <laughs> oh, mate, absolutely, yeah. Um, sure. I figured I figured all meditation was going to be that, but um, yeah. it turns out it's you're actually just sat in a quiet room with your own thoughts. Mm. So mm. that was number two. That was that was what worked. That was another thing that worked for me. The third part. Now that led me on to um, 
And that led me on to um, doing uh, basically sort of spiritual work. I did a lot of work with, um, I've got a best friend uh, who's a medium and I was kind of finally ready to start listening to her and to listening to what she wanted to, you know, to tell me about this. Um, bear in mind, she was, she's been my best friend for a long time. And she always said, you know, that she's a medium and that she's in touch with this kind of stuff. But as, as a younger guy, you know, you know, as, as a younger guy from 10 years back, I was more kind of lad, lad. And I didn't really, at that time, I didn't understand it. I didn't really, I, I kind of thought, well, you know, whatever floats your boat, you know, I guess if that's, uh, <laughs> if that's what's working for you, great. But I wasn't really sort of ready for the sort of spiritual uh, side of things at that point. So I started mm-hmm. listening to her. And I started listening to what she had to say about it and started to take on some advice um, from spiritualists as to what would, what would work for me. I then did a lot of traveling as well. Um, I think one of the most uh, incredible experiences I had was I worked with an Indian guy in Bali and he did something on me called psychic surgery where he, well, the, the short version of this is that he kind of stuck us in a trance and I was it was basically, it was essentially, it was an out of body experience. And I, I kind of, well, basically I, this is going to sound so weird to anybody as well, who, uh, who hasn't tried this or who hasn't uh, experienced this, but I became, I, I, I was out of my body and I was in another place and all of this, you know, childhood trauma and all of this stuff that I'd been holding in from a long time just came just surfaced and just became apparent to me. And this was stuff that I had to kind of work on. I had to go and apologize to people that I had wronged or upset in the past. Um, I had to um, have more of an open mind to um, how other people's energy affects me. Um, I had to start looking again at vulnerability and about things that, things that I was upset about in myself and things that I had to work on as much as I didn't want to work on it. The only way I could see the after that, the only way uh, forward for me was to work on myself and to work on these vulnerabilities and to, yeah, and to essentially develop myself and to, to change, to become not a different person, but uh, an evolved version of myself. And to do that meant that I had to leave a lot of people behind. I had to separate myself from friends who didn't get this and friends who didn't want to get this and uh people that you know people and family members as well who who aren't on board with this uh, this new jason this uh this this new person this uh, i guess without sounding too uh, again without sounding too over the top this more enlightened version of myself than i was 10 years ago you know a lot of people they they don't want that they want you to kind of hold on to uh they want you to hold on to the negative side and to the bit that's, that's, that's alien me, because that's the bit that they resonate with. And that's the bit that's holding the friendship or the, the relationship together. But for me, no, nah, like I wanted to heal. I wanted to get over this. So I had to separate myself and remove myself from people who didn't wish, you know, who weren't championing me and weren't wishing, wishing me uh, successes. Mm. Oh my God. People get comfortable, don't they? They get comfortable with the old you. When you grow, it sort of makes them uncomfortable. It does make them uncomfortable. That's right. That's right. I mean, you have to, you know, if you want to be the best version of yourself, you have to live your best life and be aligned with the person that you are. And so many of us don't want to do this because family, friends, and and ultimately uh, societal conditioning. If you... Yeah, we're, we're, we're conditioned in society to be a certain way. We're, we're supposed to be functional people. We're supposed to, 
you know, to continuously work ourselves stupid and pay into a system which won't pay us. But to, to, if you break away from that, and it, oh, don't get me wrong, if that's what's working for you and you're, you're happy to be part of the system and you don't suffer with any IBS issues, you don't suffer with mental health, wicked, you know, great, good for you. That, that's what's working. But for me, nah, this, this wasn't working. Something had to change. So, um, so, so I had to break away from that and, and become, uh, become I, I guess, be aligned with more of who I am. And, and that, that helped. That helped big time. Wow. I guess, I guess, the, I guess the gut is um, really the, 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 it is, it is so much the second brain, and it is so much um, aligned to your mind. And people just really don't realise um, that that you know a healthy mind means a healthy gut, and, and and vice versa. But I'm, I'm just wondering, you know, if you could take it a stage further, and 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 if you can sort out your life, if you, could, if you can talk sort out your yeah your mental health your spiritual life your happiness um i mean i know it's an obvious thing to say but i mean you know would you be able to sort out you know most ailments you know i know i know a lot of people think that curing cancers uh can be done via you know just via via your, your lifestyle and things like that um it's it's such a massive field, isn't it? Uh, undoubtedly, Andy. And honestly, un- undoubtedly, um, the hardest thing for any of us to do is to look inside ourselves and ask these questions. Um, I feel that what a lot of people want out of life is that they want to go. Here you go. Here's some money. Now sort me out. Like sort my sort my life out. Whereas the life coaching side of this is to help guide people towards what they want you know um as a as a you know as, as an aspiring life coach and somebody who's, who's starting up you know their own business and this is something that i'm going into and i want to go into eventually full time it's you can't tell people what they want or what they you know what they want to be they have the answers themselves but what we can do is guide them into you know we can we can hold their hand and we can walk walk on these stepping stones and we can guide them to what it is that they're, that they're after by asking the right questions. Um, I feel that a lot of people want to kind of go, you know, they, 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 they become attached to like a, a five, like a five step tips or something like that. You know, like you see on YouTube or that you see on Instagram, you know, people that go, Hey, guess what? I'm completely fine now. And all I did was these five, is these five practices. I did this, 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 and this, and everything was fine. Unfortunately with something like IBS, that doesn't work. You know, there's, I could list you, I could list you right now, a hundred different things, which will help. But ultimately, if we want to, um, if we want to heal ourselves, and if we want to be ultimately happy, because essentially, the way that I see it, life is the pursuit of happiness. And that's it. That's all that it is. We just want to feel fulfilled. We want to be happy. We want to be, um, you know, we want to, our successes are not necessarily uh, money or material goods. Our successes are how we feel inside and how happy we make other people feel. But in order to do that, we have to do the work. And the hardest thing to do, and and, and honestly, I, I'm, I'm not saying that this was easy for me either. This this took me this took me years of 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 practice and discipline. And it's still you know, and still to this day, I'm still doing it. I'm still if I find myself slipping, you know, I have to 
jump back on and I have to discipline myself again. Uh, otherwise, these symptoms come back. But the hardest thing to do is to look inside ourselves and to ask these questions. You know, who am I? Who am I really? What do I want out of life? What do I um, um, am I? Am I satisfied and happy with what I have now? And if not, what am I going to do about it? What can, what goals can I set to go about getting what I want? And as a fellow IBS sufferer, Andy, you're obviously one of your um, one of your goals is obviously to I want to rid myself of IBS. I want to to get rid of it completely. Here's mm. the thing with it. I if some if you were to ask me, are you completely free of IBS? Are you completely sort of free of absolutely everything? For the most part, I would tell you, yes, absolutely. But every now and again, because I'm human, I will get a bad stomach. And then yeah. I have to ask myself, oh, why has this happened? What, what is, what's happened? What's been going on? I find sometimes if I've been burning the candle at both ends, I don't acknowledge it in my brain because my ego is still propelling me forward. My ego is telling me, come on, you can do more, you can do more, you can do more, you can push yourself forward. So then what happens? Well, it's the same pattern. My body comes back and it reminds me, Jace, you're doing too much. You need to take some time out for yourself. Uh, you need to take a, you know, you need to break away from this, do some more meditation, focus on you a little bit more. And if I don't, guess what happens? I'm in the toilet again, you know? Yeah. The body's way of telling you, you know, guess what? You need to, you need to strip it, strip back, you know, uh, become more aligned. Think about what it is. Are you happy right now? Is this what, is this what's happened? Do you need to take some more time out for yourself? My body will remind me of this, Andy. And yeah. it, it, it's something that, it's something that um, if I don't, if I don't concentrate on myself and I concentrate too much on, you know, career or if I concentrate on too much on uh, manifesting other things, I don't, if I don't focus on myself, my body will let me know, hey, take a step back, come on, rewind and, and let's get grounded. It was exactly the same for, you know, anxiety and, and, and depression as well, isn't it? That's uh, in a weird way, people always think it's all mine, but it's 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 because of all the adrenaline and cortisol and serotonin and all the chemicals in your body. Uh, it's it's your it is your body telling you you need to give yourself a little bit of downtime, a little bit of space. Um, and and definitely, I was going to say, sorry to cut you off, but your your body's doing you a favor in getting rid of those uh, of those chemicals. So like if we're in if we're in heightened stress for example your body is in a, your body is releasing chemicals to get you to act you know it could be adrenaline it could be uh, you know any sort of any sort of chemical that the body needs in order to to propel itself forward and to self preservate now if you don't get rid of those chemicals what do you think is going to happen it's going to form itself into uh, ailments within your body and this mm. could be anything from you know stiffness uh, from headaches migraines uh, it could even, you know, for, for some people, it could even uh, form into like a negative energy that moves around your body. Again, if you're not into the whole sort of spiritual side of stuff, I, I, would, I would suggest looking it up. But this stuff can move around, you know, and the best way to expel those things is to take some time out and to well, like meditation, med meditation, for instance, can really, really help with that because you can rid that energy, uh, that negative energy that you have by you know, releasing it and just giving it up and being and acknowledging the fact that you have it. But also, if your body has dumped a load of chemicals in you through, let's say, severe anxieties, let's say there's a, something you're going to go and do, and you've got like a mad case of anxiety going on, your body's releasing all these chemicals to help you to deal with that. 
But then afterwards, once that subsides, you need to get rid of it. So mm. if it's not going to, if your body's not going to expel it, it's just going to stay within you and it's going to cause you ailments in the future. So in fact, your body's doing you a, it's doing you a favor in a sense. It's kind of like your best friend disguised as your worst enemy. In a it's, it's, it's funny because I remember, um, you know, well, in, in fact, recent years when, when people have said, you know, oh, you know, I, I, you know, I want to eat gluten free or, oh, I've got IBS, I've got bloating. And there's a lot, you know, people, especially from maybe older generations, you know, the eyes raise up and it's like, oh, it weren't like that back in my day, you know, like no one, no one had IBS back then. But in a way, they're right, because they, they probably didn't have the same sort of stresses that we have, you know, in the sort of modern 21st century lifestyle. There, 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 uh, there'll be free things there, Andy. There, there's free things there. So the older generation wouldn't have taught, wouldn't have spoken about it, you know. Yep. Yeah, these guys could have been suffering with heavy cancer, and they wouldn't have spoken on it. They would they wouldn't say anything. So that's the first thing. It wouldn't have been they they wouldn't have said it because they didn't want other people to know. So that's right. the first thing. The second thing is that um, is that they were eating a healthier, cleaner, richer diet back then. You know the convenience foods that we've got today, and the sort of you know your your. All you, I won't name any, name any names, but all the convenience foods that we have are all too easy for us to pick up and eat and, and go, you know? Uh, they couldn't do that back in their day. They had to rely on, well, they, for a lot of them, you know, they had partners at home who were cooking for them from scratch, from vegetables they got that day from probably the farm. So they actually had a better diet back then than what we have now, you know? And that's yeah. something, that, uh, something that we need to think about as well. And the third thing, like you said, is the pace of lifestyle. You know, they had a different kind of life then. Because of technology, technology is a wonderful thing, but it's also allowed us to almost have a life which could be sort of too, too crazy and too stressful at times because there's no reason why we can't do anything now because of technology. But those guys didn't have technology back then. They had what they had in front of them. They had small towns and, you know, and community. And it was a different life for them back then. So the stresses that we're dealing with now, this is, this is new territory. You know, this is something that, um, uh, something that we uh, are dealing with, uh, that are having to deal with now. And this is all new stuff. So can you see how IBS can, IBS can be caused for any number of things? But definitely it will be more prevalent now than, than, when, than, than back then because of these reasons. And these are only, you know, that's only three reasons. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mate, do you know what? We're, we're 55 minutes in. Uh, I could carry on this conversation for another hour, I think. <laughs> this is, uh, yeah, it's, it's mind-blowing stuff. I think a lot of people are going to benefit from this conversation for sure. Yeah, because, because uh, you know, I suppose, uh, you know, I wanted to get you on, obviously, because I've, I've got a vested interest. But, you know, you might wonder why we're talking about something like so physical on a mental health podcast. But I hope. The listeners have seen that they are inextricably linked, the mind and the gut. For sure. Can I, can I just say something on that note? Um, because there's some t statistics that I pulled up. So obviously, like I said, I'm, I'm new to all this. Um, so uh, the National Digestive Disease Information Clearhouse estimates that 70% of people with IBS are not receiving treatment. And of those that do, 
researchers found that 50 to 90% of them have a psychiatric disorder, such as anxiety disorder or depression. And that mm. came from the ADAA. So this is massively, you know, it's, I've, I've, I've had a really big word to say then. I've just, <laughs> and I just forgot what it was. And um, this is, you know, it, they're massive. an epidemic. No, um, revelation. No, uh, anti-establishmentarianism, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I can't remember the word. I was, it's, it's something like it's massively prevalent or something like that. I've got to. Do. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's so connected and it needs to be spoken about on this podcast for sure. Yeah, I, I feel like um, I feel like I almost have to apologise to listeners who are thinking, great, this guy's going to come on and he's going to tell me exactly what I need to do in order to get to get well from IBS when all along what I've been telling people is this is where it links in with the life coaching is that it's I, I feel you know that obviously there's lots of steps to it but I feel that it's something that ultimately you need to look inside yourself and you need to do, you need to become more aligned with who you are as a person and ask the questions about where I want to be what I want to do and am, am I happy you know and those are the things that that for sure like 90% of getting better will come from questions or answer questions such as those. Now, I think you've been, and um, you're going to be a great help to a lot of uh, listeners. Um, how do people, if people do want to, cause you've got, you, you mentioned you're starting up your own um, coach, life coaching, but also IBS, um, you know, um, advice. How do people sign up and, and, and get in touch with you? Um, yeah, um, in, for the time being, until my website's launched, um, Instagram. That would be the best way to get in touch with me. Um, I've got a YouTube channel as well with, uh, with, with a few sort of helpful videos. If anyone wants to go and check that out, it's under the same name as well, We at One. And um, if anyone wants to get in touch with me and, uh, you know, and have a chat and, and whatever, uh, then my Instagram, my Instagram name is of the same name, We at One. That's we underscore at underscore one, right? That's it. So W-E underscore A-T underscore O-N-E. Amazing. And you know what I was going to say? Um, yes, we're talking about IBS, but I think everything you said, even, you know, you can just relate it to mental health and, you know, full wellness anyway, uh, the healing journey. What a fantastic way of looking at things and what a fantastic thing to be involved in. Thanks, man. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And and you know what, Tommy? Yes. You and I you and I talk shit every week anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. You know, it we did And what do you know what? I've really enjoyed this. And um I quite often we sort of say we need to get guests back on and we don't do it, but I really do feel that maybe this is something we need to continue because there's loads more that we can talk about. I, I would love that. I'd love that, guys. And uh, I could give uh, give you a chance to speak a bit more on it as well, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know, what? I, I've I've learned a lot, and I quite often I I don't say a lot, but um, I, I definitely have taken a lot in today. And, <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been good. He, he, I don't let I don't let him let, let him get a word in, especially this one, because because I've got I, so many questions. Yeah. I'm like. <laughs> quiet in this one well i'm gonna get someone on uh like a sports person on that's what i'm gonna do next and then uh yeah. i'm gonna do the chatting that's <laughs> yeah no you do it man anyway um all right well that has been man up 
um, with Jason um, and from myself and Tommy. We wish you uh, a marvellous rest of the day or or a marvellous sleep if this is indeed the end of the day for you. And um, we'll speak to you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.